What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Elfrey's Intuitive Transformation Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. Do you uh, enjoy yoga? Do you want to know more about yoga? Do you want to know about the cleansing power of yoga? Well, stay tuned because my guest tonight, Swami Charadananda, is going to talk to us about her latest book, The Cleansing Power of Yoga. And folks, you're going to get some really juicy tidbits here, so stay tuned. And now's the time to cleanse, right? It's the holiday time, and you're going to fill yourself up with a whole bunch of stuff, and then you can just really ready for the new year that is coming in. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you release your BS that is holding you back. But the real question is, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. Now, a bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth, I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience helping people break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for professional and personal transformation, which reveals information which enables you to become a master builder of your life. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I authored Getting Your M&Ms, the Men in Money book, and Masterful Choices, the Key to Easy, Effective Change. I provide consultations and healings regarding relationships, business, career, money and love the heal the mind body spirit connection allowing you to live your life to the absolute fullest now my clients say that i keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence but they also say if you really don't want to know don't ask monique my background includes a doctorate in metaphysics reiki master teacher ordained minister and clinical hypnotherapist so whether you are stressed depressed or possessed I can help to find out more about me and the services I offer go to my website moniquechapman.com I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn you can also sign up for my uh, opt-in newsletter intuitive living and again that's on my website moniquechapman.com my guest today Swami Sharandananda I'll get that right eventually is an international renowned yoga and meditation teacher who inspires you to want to practice. Her books and classes are practical and enlightening. She has authored the books Yoga Mind and Body, Relax and Unwind with Yoga, Chakra Meditation, The Essential Guide to Chakras, The Power of Breath, Mudra for a Modern Life, and The Cleansing Power of Yoga, which we're featuring today. In addition to writing and teaching, she has spent extensive time doing personal practice in the Himalayas. She is currently pursuing a master's degree in traditions of yoga and meditation at the School of Oriental and African Studies, University of London. Welcome, Swami. 
thank you. I'm very happy to be speaking with you, Monique. I am happy to be with you. Now, is it okay if I call you Swami, or do you want me to call you Swami Sharandananda? I think Swami's fine. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're saving me blessings, many blessings. Wow, you've written a fantastic book on the uh, cleansing um, power of yoga and how to use yoga in a very simplistic way that will allow one to heal. What got you on this path? You mean the path of yoga? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've been doing yoga for quite a long time. And it started where I was just, I think like most people who get into yoga, they're looking for some kind of physical exercise. And I saw an ad in the newspaper, and I didn't even know what it was, and I thought, let me try it. Mm-hmm. And I started practicing, and I just got more and more interested, and interested in the philosophy, the meditation, and mainly as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. rather than just some exercises that you do a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what, were you into any type of spiritual practice before getting into yoga, before finding that ad and answering it? No, nothing. Uh-huh. But, and, but gradually, as I did yoga, it became a spiritual practice for me. Uh-huh. And what was it in the yoga that really grabbed you and said, ah, this is for me? Um, well, I think at first it was just the um, sort of the relaxation and the focus. And um, then I just started to feel, I could really feel the movement of energy in my body, energy that I didn't even realize that was there. And mm-hmm. I think I just felt like so much more healthier and so much more balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a problem when I was a child I was um, I was quite sick as a child I had uh, polio and uh, yeah so when I was four years old I was paralyzed for about a year and the doctors told my parents I'd never be able to walk and my mother used to say that she thought the reason I could walk so well was because I was too young to understand the doctors. <laughs> so, Isn't that a blessing? You know, <laughs> yeah. So I just kept trying. but So I, I learned to walk, but still I used to do things like um, sometimes I would just lose my balance. Mm-hmm. And it, that was especially bad when, I, you know, as a teenage girl and you lose your balance and you fall down in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing yoga, I, I started really gaining balance and I, I overcame a lot of those problems. Hmm. So even though you were diagnosed with polio, you could embark on the adventure of yoga and overcome Yes, and I think it really helped me to overcome it. Wow. Um, Well, that answers one of the questions I was going to ask a little bit later on, but let me jump there right now. If there's someone who is just completely uncoordinated or they have a handicap of some sort, whether it's their Mm -hmm. hip or their leg or whatever, can they still utilize yoga in their lives for their betterment? Yeah, definitely, because there's so many different aspects to yoga. And mm-hmm. I think if you start working with any of them, you know, um, you just start, so you start improving and then you find that you can do a lot more than you, you thought you could do. Okay. So 
let's jump right into um, the title of your book. You know, what is yoga huh? cleansing and why is yoga cleansing so important? Um, well, yoga, cl yoga cleansing is really, it's natural techniques where you, uh -huh. um, you know, you work to really cleanse the body. I think it's important because um, you want the energy to be flowing smoothly through the body. Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, I mean, in your physical body, you want the blood to flow, you want the digestion to move. If there are blockages, if there are impurities in the system, it's not going to work. But then also on an energetic level, you want the prana, the subtle energy, to be able to flow smoothly. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's like a, a river. If there's a, a, a tree blocking it, you know, mm -hmm. you don't get water running through. Or, you know, if everyone throws their old beer cans in the water and, you know, it becomes really polluted, things don't move so well. So mm -hmm. I think cleansing is, you know, really important. And some of the um, yoga texts, the ancient texts, actually say you should start with the cleansing mm. so that you can do the other practices properly. Okay, well, let's um, jump into cleansing because you um, spend quite a, a substantial amount of time, you know, um, talking about cleansing. What can one do? Say one has never, ever, you know, done yoga or they have never, ever cleansed, and because of you and your interview, it's piqued their interest. What is the first thing that they should do after they well, buy your I book and read it? <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does some cleansing. I mean, everyone washes their face, and, you know, everyone brushes their teeth in the morning, uh -huh. but I think we can, we can take that, without devoting too much time, we can really take that like a little further, for instance, um, in the morning before I brush my teeth, I, I clean my tongue. So I get a tongue, you can get a tongue cleaner. Uh -huh. um, or you can even just use a spoon because the tongue really is an organ of excretion. I don't, I don't know if you've ever fasted and you get up in the morning and stick your tongue out and uh -huh. it's all coated with... Um, you know, it's all furry. Yeah, or like white and yellow or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a lot of people, if you've been drinking too much or, you know, um, your tongue is, gets really furry, so you want to cleanse that. So you just, uh -huh. you know, very gently wipe it with like either a tongue cleaner or a, um, you can even just use a spoon. And it takes maybe uh -huh. 10, 15 seconds. And then after that, uh -huh do what's called oil pulling. And all that is is taking maybe a tablespoon of um, a good oil. So I usually use like organic sesame oil, but you can also use um, olive oil or a lot of people use coconut oil. And you just put that spoonful uh -huh. of oil in your mouth and you swish it around for about 20 minutes. Uh -huh. And I know that sounds like you're, you're spending a lot of time just with the oil, but while you're doing that, you can be, you know, making your bed and getting dressed and, um, uh -huh. you know, making your breakfast. So it doesn't actually take any time, but it's very good uh, for purifying the, the mouth and the teeth. 
since I started doing it, I've actually had, um, whenever I go to the dentist, I have no problems at all. Hmm. Interesting. So, so what, wait a minute, yeah. let, let me... Let me back up a second. You said to do the tongue cleaning. Now, in your book, you talk about different types of tongue cleaners. And it, from what I remember, it seems like you prefer either copper or stainless steel. Why either one of those um, metals? Well, stainless steel um, is a more common one. But copper in itself is, uh, is cleansing. You know, uh -huh. when copper comes into contact with the skin, you know, it helps to, like, clean the, um, well, when it comes into contact with the tongue, it helps to cleanse, and it stimulates a cleanse of the mucous membrane. Okay. I mean, there are all kinds of tongue cleaners. They even have, you know, plastic disposable ones. But, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think more and more people are getting away from disposable things now, you know. At least, well, I live in London, at least here, you know, people are trying not to use disposable things as much mm -hmm. as possible. So I think you can invest in a tongue, you know, copper tongue cleaner. They're not expensive. I would think it's maybe between 5 and $10, and mm -hmm. they last forever. Okay. Um, so just, just in doing that, though, it would help improve your health because you're removing the furry stuff, as you say, off the tongue? So, yeah, you're removing the toxins that are being excreted uh -huh. through the tongue. Uh -huh. And also, you know, I had a whole discussion with, um, when I went in to have my teeth cleaned with the, the dental hygienist, uh -huh. and I asked her what she thought, and she thought it was wonderful. And I asked her why it worked, because, um, you know, she's had more scientific training than I, I have. She said that when you brush your teeth, you actually clean the outside of the teeth and the gums, whereas, and you're, use, you're using water to do that, so you're sort of rinsing off, whereas every cell has a, um, a membrane surrounding it, which is actually oil-based. So uh -huh. when you do oil pulling, you actually pull the toxins from the cells themselves. Uh -huh. So it's a much deeper cleansing than just brushing your teeth. So I usually do the oil pulling and then I brush my teeth, you know, just to get the oil out of my mouth. I spit it out and then I, I brush my teeth. Okay. And, it, you, know, any, you know, people have problems with bad breath or, um, you know, if you do this, you won't have that problem. Really? So instead of spending all this money on what uh, the advertisers are pushing out to us as, you know, 24-hour mouthwashes and all of that, if we just did the oil pulling, it would take care of that? Right. Just a spoonful of oil every day, and mm -hmm. then you spit it out. But you, you have to split it in. You have to split it into the garbage. You can't split it into the the sink because it actually blocks the drains. So the, yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't it clog up the? Um, might cleanse you, but it'll block up your um, pipes for you real fast. <laughs> right. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, in your book, yeah. uh, um, you talk about, um, and I don't know how to say this. I'm going to spell it. K I. K-R-I-Y-A cleansing exercises. First of all, how do you say it? And then what is it? Yeah. So it's pronounced Kriya. Okay. And um, 
it actually means cleansing exercises. Oh, it's okay. A, it's Sanskrit word for cleansing exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, so in the yoga texts, the ancient texts, they talk about kriyas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. There are six main ones, but there are a lot of others that um, people do. Well, could you briefly walk us through the six main ones? Uh-huh. Well, I think the most important one that I would suggest that people every, do every day is called neti, N-E-T-I. Okay, it's like and the neti pot? Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, you just get a neti pot and you... Um, use some sea salt and for a normal neti pot you would just use some lukewarm water and about half a teaspoon of sea salt. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't use table salt because you know table salt has chemicals in it to make sure that it doesn't get stuck when you know the weather is, is heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you want to use sea salt which is a pure salt and um, I use just tap water. Um, I think that if you live in a place where you drink the water, you can use the water for neti. Uh So when I go to India, I don't drink the water, so then I use bottled water for neti as well. Okay. But um, I know a few years ago there was a scare because people were saying you shouldn't use tap water and you have to boil the water. But Uh I think if you drink the water then you can use it for neti. There's no problem. Okay. It, it should be safe then. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I mean, if you live in a place where you don't drink the water, then you would use whatever water you do drink. Okay. All right. So, so folks, you yeah. know, go off. Go ahead. Yeah. And then you just um, hold your breath and close off the back of your throat. Now, everyone knows how to do that because everyone knows how to gargle. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, when you gargle, you're holding your breath because otherwise the water would be going down your into your lungs and mm-hmm. you're closing the back of your throat. So you just do the same thing and you tip your head over the sink and just put the neti pot into one nostril and let gravity bring it into the other side, you know, bring it through to the other side. You know, the first time I did that, it was just astounding to me that it wasn't going down my throat and it would come right back out the other nostril. Uh It just freaked me out in a good way, but it Uh freaked me out. So, okay, so we get the neti pot going into one side. The the excess, I would say, is coming out the other side. What happens next? Yeah, and then you blow your nose, get the Mm -hmm. water out, and then turn your head the other way and do the other side. Okay. Right, and then um, then you want to get the the moisture out of the nasal passages. So you do an exercise. Um, very good ways to do an exercise called Kapala Bhati, and mm-hmm. I know it's a little long Sanskrit word, but basically it translates to uh, shining skull, which oh. sounds very strange. I know, <laughs> but it, it what it. The idea is that if you did this regularly, you would get so purified that your face would start to shine. Really? Yeah. 
So it's a breathing exercise, and it's it's another one of the the kriyas, but mm-hmm. I think that you you really have to learn it from a yoga teacher. Okay. It's quite a simple exercise, but it, it's difficult to um, to explain. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like you do a, a pretty good job in your book, and again, as oh. um, as Swami just said, it's going to be important to contact a yoga instructor to kind of help you walk through it. And it's always good to, you know, go down the path with someone else who has um, more experience, if you will, um, in doing it. Folks, we're speaking with Swami Sharadananda, and her book is The Cleansing Power of Yoga, Kriyas, and Other Holistic Detox Techniques for Health and Well-Being. You can check her out at her website, and that's yogamentor.yoga. Again, that's yogamentor.yoga. Swami, um, in your book, you talk about cleansing the three bodies. Now, you know, most people, we get up and we cleanse the physical body, okay, because, you know, we don't want to smell or offend others. Now, you also talk about the astral body and the uh, causal body. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is um, sort of in yoga philosophy. We say that there's more to a person than just the physical. And mm-hmm. I know nowadays, you know, a lot of people say, you know, they don't believe it that there's more to life than just the physical. But I think, um, you know, people think like you're born, you live, you die, and that's it. The physical body is gone. But it. They say it's not scientific to have more than the physical, Uh but I think it's not scientific to say there's only the physical. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Because what leaves the body at the time of death, this is what we call the astral body. Mm-hmm. It's everything you know you have, but you can't really point to. So, for instance, your mind... Your mind is in the astral body, not in your physical body. You know, when you, a person dies, the brain, which is in the physical body, will still be there, but the, there will be no mind there. Uh-huh. Also, um, emotions are in the astral body. You, know, you might say you have a lot of love in your heart, but no doctor will ever find it if he operates. Uh-huh. Love isn't—it's a non-physical thing. It's a real—I'm sure you'd agree it's a real thing, even oh, though it's not definitely. a physical thing. Right. Yeah. So 
you know, according to yoga philosophy, we, we say that's in all the emotions are in the astral body. And also what we call prana is in the astral body. Mm-hmm. So prana, it's basically the subtle energy that moves through the, the physical body, but it's not a physical thing. So, for example, if you went to a, an acupuncturist and the acupuncturist starts to talk to you about your chi, you know that acupuncturists studied the Chinese system of acupuncture. Because mm-hmm. it, in Chinese, the word for prana is chi. Mm-hmm. You see, so they're working with prana, but they call it chi as, as in tai chi works with prana. Okay. Or qi gong works with prana. Uh-huh. Okay. Or if you went for um, acupuncture and the, the, the person starts to talk to you about your ki, you know they studied the Japanese system because uh-huh. ki is a Japanese word for prana, as in aikido or reiki. They work with prana. So um, in yoga... We work with prana. Now, I know a lot of people think that when they do the physical exercises, the um, you know the asanas, they're uh-huh. only working with the physical body. But and it's true, you are starting to work with the physical body, and you're making that physical body um, more flexible, and you're improving digestion and um, you know circulation and all of those things. But uh-huh. you're also doing that by working with the prana. The prana is the energy that causes, gives the body the energy to move. Um, it's what makes your lungs move by, you know, when you breathe, or uh-huh. you know, it makes you healthy. So if you have blockages in the the prana. You know, or, you know, like if you go to acupuncture, they talk to you about your the meridians that the uh, prana moves through. Mm-hmm. You know, if there are blockages in those meridians, you know, um, you're not going to be so healthy because you're not getting the life force or that vital energy to certain parts of the body. Mm-hmm. So when you um, practice yoga you're trying to get the prana to flow smoothly to all the parts of the body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to get rid of the blockages. And one way, of course, is, to, you know, there are kriyas that work on not only a physical level, but also work on an energetic level. Mm-hmm. So anyone who does, works with the aura is working with prana. Mm-hmm. So, so you can say it's trying, in a way... There are exercises to cleanse the aura as well as the physical body. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. So someone, you know, for whatever reason has become paralyzed. They walked before in, on earth and perhaps they had a car accident or something happened to them and now they're paralyzed in a wheelchair. Is it possible to work with the um, astral body energetically and with yoga to help it influence the physical body so that person can possibly start to have feeling in their paralyzed uh, part again? Um, yeah, it's possible, but that doesn't mean that everyone will get feeling right. again. Right, right. You know, 
sometimes it's sort of permanent damage. However, you mm-hmm. still can work with Soprana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can, um, I think you can do a lot of things that doctors think, you know, are impossible, even in extreme cases. For instance, my own case where they said that I would never walk again. Mm-hmm. You know, you, know, you can bring prana to a lot of areas and you can, um, you can heal a lot of things that sometimes doctors say aren't, re- it's not really possible to heal. So I think it, it's often possible. Okay. Well, boy, it sounds like you're talking about, you know, um, utilizing yoga and not necessarily buying into the doctor's prediction of what will happen to you. It's about developing your own mindset around um, whatever you're going through and your um, zeal, your zest to heal it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think it's really important for people to take responsibility for their own health. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes in class, um, people will say things like, oh, my doctor won't let me do that. And I always say to them, but a doctor is only a consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, really, it's your body. You should decide what you want to do with that body. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not saying that you shouldn't consult a doctor and listen to what the doctor has to say and then but then you should decide what you want to do. You know, so if someone says to me, um, oh, my doctor recommends that I don't do that, so I prefer not to do it, I say, well, fine, then you've made the choice. But Mm -hmm. if you say my doctor won't let me do it, it's like you've handed your energy to another person and you've become a victim. Mm. Okay. See, so whatever happens to you is that person's fault, not you know, not your own fault. Not your own. So it's like being a strong-willed child, if you will, when you're um, interacting with doctors or others who want to have power over you to a degree. It's listening and then making up your own mind and taking your own action. Sounds like that's what you're right. saying. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, but I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to the doctor. Right. Right. But take the final responsibilities, you know, understand that you're the one who's making the final decision. Okay. Don't have blind faith. Be be cognizant (laughs) of what the doctor is telling you and what you want. You know, this is being the holiday time here in the United States, and, you know, so many people were just rushing, rushing, rushing. The mind is full of um, thoughts, positive, negative, otherwise. In your book, you talked about an exercise to reduce inner chatter, and you called it B, B-E-E, breath. Tell us about that, because I think that could help so many people right now. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's, it's an exercise where you close off the back of your throat and you inhale. Um, they say when you inhale, you should make the sound of a... Um, a bumblebee, you know, that mm-hmm. big black bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And then you exhale, you make a humming sound, like a, um, you know, a, a, a honeybee. That's easy, um, the yellow and black stripy one. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, they make very different sounds. Yeah. So if you do that, you start bringing the, um, you start strengthening the throat and also, um, 
if you focus on that sound, you, um, you, the, you lessen the chatter in the mind. Okay. And um, so when you're focusing on that sound, it just automatically takes out the chatter or you just don't hear the chatter? And then once you stop the bee breath, you hear the chatter again. Well, it depends, you know. Um, while, you, while you're doing it, you're focusing on the sound. On the sound. So I think people would start with just doing like a, a long, like humming. Mm-hmm. You know, like... And you keep going for as long as the breath will go. Okay. And I, you know, and I think um, you notice that when you're calm, your breath is much slower. Now this is true for everyone, whether they yeah. do yoga or not. When you're calm, your breath is it's much slower. Whereas when you get agitated, your breath becomes very fast and um, very shallow. Mm-hmm. So by making the exhalation very long, you start making the the breath, you, you lengthen the breath, and then the mind starts to become calm with it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the chatter comes back immediately because, you know, you've calmed the mind. Okay. Okay. Now, you say in your book um, that you say chanting OM um, invigorates the nervous system. So is that the same as the B breath, or is it a bit different? And if it is different, um, how? And do we need to use mudras with it? Um, well, you can use mudras. Um mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people find it adds like an additional dimension and it's helpful. And I've given some exercises with mudras. But you could also just do the, the humming, the bee breath, or mm-hmm. you, could, you could chant Om. And then, of course, you get the benefit of the, because um, Om is a very powerful sound in itself. Uh-huh. So when you're chanting the Om, is it important to feel that, um, like, t- I always get a tingling sensation in my nose um Uh is that correct or incorrect and is it important to feel that yeah i i haven't actually heard of people getting that sensation before but Uh it's quite interesting that you get that but i think the important thing is to take start by opening your mouth wide and Uh i know when i i do this in class and i say to people to, you know, open your mouth, and they sort of open it like, um, you know, quarter of an inch. But it's really opening it as wide as possible, and understanding mm-hmm. that OM, even though we write it O M, it really is supposedly includes all sound. Uh-huh. So you start with your mouth wide open, chanting Ah, and then you gradually round your mouth out. So if you keep exhaling and you're rounding your lips, you'll notice ah becomes o becomes oo. And then finally, if you keep rounding the mouth, it becomes mm. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you're, you'll notice that when you're chanting ah, it's like the, the sound is vibrating in the abdomen. Mm-hmm. 
and you know when you're when you and it moves up so ooh it's vibrating in the chest and mm, it's vibrating in the head and the face uh-huh. and it's bringing energy to all of those areas of the body hmm. okay mm-hmm. okay so um another um exercise that you have in the book and ladies you're going to love this especially if you want to keep looking younger and that's the Ayurvedic face massage tell us about that and the benefits beyond looking good with it uh-huh. well um, I think it, it just brings prana to the face you uh-huh. know a lot of energy to the face um, and I think if people have had you know sometimes people have problems um, with with their face, like you know, they they don't have full use of the muscles of their face. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, some people have things like Bell's palsy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've heard of that, where yeah. part of the face actually becomes paralyzed. It doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with strokes, but it's just the facial muscles start to become weaker as you mm-hmm. get older, and then some. So you can't. Do as much as you could before, you know, and it affects your eyesight, it affects your chewing, it affects your digestion. So, um, when you do a facial massage and you use like different points, it really brings the prana to the to the face. Like it's not just beauty; it's it's actually very important health things. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if you can't chew properly. You're uh-huh. not, you know, they say digestion begins in your mouth. But if you don't have the muscles to chew properly, how are you uh-huh. going to digest your food properly? Mm-hmm. You can't. So it has sort of a, um, you know, it affects the whole body. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay, well, very interesting. Well, our time is getting short, but I do want to talk to you a bit about um, yoga and the chakras. How does yoga affect the chakras and how can we benefit from uh, doing the different poses? Um, well, the different poses work with the different chakras. You know, uh-huh. they, they affect different chakras. You know, for instance, um, if, you do, if you do a lot of standing poses, uh-huh. you know, you help ground yourself, which is working with the, the root chakra, the muladhara chakra. And this is a chakra that really affects um, your sense of uh, feeling secure in life. You know, mm-hmm. And if you don't feel secure, like maybe there's some imbalance in that, that lowest chakra, the muladhara chakra, mm-hmm. you might be the kind of person who's um, you know, a very fearful person or the kind of person who's always uh, agitated and worried about things. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's really helpful to work with this lower chakra. So if you're that kind of person, I think it would really help you to do, um, to focus a lot on standing poses. Okay. Things like um, triangle, chair, warriors, you know, tadasana. um, There are a lot of standing poses that people do as part of their yoga practice. Okay. you know, or say the uh, the second chakra relates to the um, the kidney, the working of the kidneys, the the genital region. You know, um, if you're the kind of 
you know, maybe you're a woman who has menstrual problems uh-huh. or menopausal problems or a man who has prostate problems. You know, it would be good to do um, asanas, you know, ex- yoga exercises that work with the second chakra, which are more like standing poses, squatting poses, sitting forward bend. Uh-huh. You know, these would be quite good to do. So I think each chakra works with different energies in the body, and then there are different asanas, different poses that relate to that chakra. So if you have specific you know, problems, like maybe some people have, um, you know, um, they have bad image, self-image problems, uh-huh. or they have no willpower, you know, it might be good to work with the... Um, the the uh, solar plexus chakra, which is we say it's your fire center, uh-huh. you know, it gives you like your fire in life. So this would be mainly like twisting poses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, well, thank you for that. And before I do let you go, um, you know, you've written this uh, wonderful again um, book, and again, folks, it's the cleansing power of yoga, cures, and other holistic detox techniques for health and well-being you can find it every place do check out uh, Swami's website and that is yoga mentor dot yoga again yoga mentor dot yoga and there you will find all of her books and how to get um, a copy of them uh, workshops that are going on how you can have one-on-one mentoring with her um, even the charity that she supports and you know f- supports and, and folks it's so important to support some type of charity to do some type of charity work even if it's going and volunteering for an hour even a year if that's all you can fit in you know that's very important she also has a blog on chalk full of information there and she's got courses so there's a lot a lot that you can find at her website and again that is yoga mentor dot yoga um before I let you go what is the the overarching thing that you want the listeners to receive from your book and glean from your book after they buy it um, well I think that it it is important to really, you know, especially as you get older, you really want to take care of yourself. Uh And you really want to take responsibility for your own health. So I really try to give people, like, different techniques that they they can use. So it's really like tools. You know, I feel like I'm just giving people tools that they can use to practice with. Uh But, of course, reading about tools doesn't help you. (laughs) <laughs> tools only work if you use them exactly so, I mean you can say I read this wonderful book about hammers or you can go out and you can buy a small hammer for a dollar uh-huh. and build something very beautiful uh-huh. so that's what I would like people to do is to um, you know use these tools uh-huh. and you know, find out for themselves what the benefits are. Okay. So, folks, we have been speaking with Swami Sharadananda, and her book is The Cleansing Power of Yoga, Kiras, and Other Holistic Detox Techniques for Health and Well-Being. Her website is yogamentor.yoga. And to Swami and to the audience, thank you for being with me. I am truly honored to have your time and attention. The divine in me honors the divine in you. And folks, when you're ready to live a more balanced life, give me a call. 
Um, intuitive consultations, 30 minutes or longer, are offered at a 10% discount if you mention the pod shop the podcast love yourself enough to make an investment in yourself make that call 888-240-6057 and remember the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to consider making the masterful choice of cleansing with the power of yoga but the blessings light and love to all namaste with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.